Shut up and sit down. Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Love it. Business chick. There you go. There it is. There it is. There it is. is. We're in the podcast studio here in, uh, I can't say sunny National City. Typically sunny San Diego. Typically sunny San Diego. But today it's wet. It's raining. It's raining. Pouring. We kind of had a late start, but hey, we're here. So uh, we're here with Annie O'Donnell. Hey, Annie, that's me. Tell me where you're from. I mean, like you know, business-wise. Okay, San Diego, California is where I'm based out of. Awesome. Uh, Mission Valley area. Mission Valley area. Okay, yeah. cool. What's the name of the company? Uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage, and we've got several net branches all over the country. I also work out of a branch in Carlsbad. Oh, so you take drives all the time? Yeah, I actually live in San Marcos. So. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you, you you made your way down here just for us. I well, I was uh, I work out of the Mission Valley office half so of the week. Okay, so you you got to make sure that you drive safe when you when we're done here. Oh, I am. <laughs> Take I am. your time because you got two little babies, right? That's right. right. Tell me about the little babies. What's I've up? I've got uh, my newest addition is Liam Patrick. I love the name Liam. That's my son's name too. I heard. So. I actually met him. You met Liam. I met his toes. <laughs> his toes hanging and dangling. <laughs> Boys, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So he's so different. I have a little girl, too. Uh, She's two years old, and she's a handful. Her name is Quincy. Quincy and Liam. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you're a nice little family of four now? Yep. Nice. Now, okay, tell me about that work-life balance, because I know what it's like raising two kids. My kids are about 15 months apart, a little, you know, pretty close in age, just like your kids. Boy, having two kids is a handful. Is your daughter out of diapers yet? No, we're working on it. See, so pull-ups. close. Yeah, yeah, so you're close. And just when you thought you were done, here comes number Another two. One, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you balance all that? I mean, you got work, you got kids, you got hubby. How does that work? I mean, how do you do it? Yeah, great, great question. <laughs> how do I do it? Um, one day at a time, that was the answer. Okay, move yes. on. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time for sure. A lot of planning, a lot of structure, um and a lot of support from the hubby yeah know? he's got to yeah. he's got to right yeah he's got to learn to change some diapers oh yeah kiss some babies feed some babies change luckily, some babies luckily this uh my 15 month my 15 month he's only two months my two month old sleeps all night he's been sleeping all night oh, since six you're weeks lucky. yeah he That's sleeps good. like 12 hours um but yeah it does uh require a lot of energy and attention and love and it all just comes with planning my day out. Uh, I've made it a thing to plan my week every Sunday. That mm-hmm. includes meal planning. Otherwise, we're drive through every day and yeah. we all feel like crap and mm-hmm. our pants don't fit. and Energy level low. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that does make a big difference. Yeah. 
scheduling. I mean, we say it all the time, right? If it's not on the schedule, it doesn't it's exist. Not happening. It's not happening, right? Exactly. Especially with little ones. You know, that's a good habit for the little ones to get into, by the way, mm-hmm. is to understand, you know, this is the time we got to go. And, and and what I found with my kids, but, uh, you know, just a little parental advice since we're, we seem to always give parental advice to other parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, um, my kids would always know when they were with me exactly what we were doing the next day. It's like one of our routines that we go to bed. Okay, remember, tomorrow we got to wake up. We're going to go to Nana's or we're going to go to the store or we're going to whatever it is. They knew they could recite the whole day they didn't have a concept of time but they knew what to expect the next day mm-hmm. and and i'm hoping that 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 passes on as they get older and they start to do it themselves i love that you know i feel like that's a little trick that i use for my daughter to take a nap mm-hmm. you know like after you wake up then we'll watch lion king you know yeah, yeah. or whatever it is and then she'll just knock out put herself to sleep wake up Lion King, you know, yeah. she's ready for whatever I just, you know. Yeah. And it works because the it's not a chore at that point. They know that in order to get to step C, I need to do step B. Yep. Right? Yeah. And that makes a, I don't know, that makes a huge difference. And cool. not just kids' lives, I mean in our lives too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would not be productive if you didn't have that schedule. No, absolutely not. I'd be running around chasing my tail. <laughs> or, you know? or the kids' tails. Yeah, yeah. or their tails and... Sitting there, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. All right, so tell me, walk me through a day. What, is, what does one of your days look like? Okay, so... I, mean, I know they're all a little bit different with kids, but yeah, in yeah. general. Ideally. So I wake up at 5 o'clock every day, and I do... I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hal Elrod. Uh, the Morning Miracle. It's an amazing, amazing book. Changed my life. Um, you haven't heard of it. No, I have not heard all of right. it. I know what to get you then. All right. <laughs> but um, you wake up, it's... Uh, they have acronym called SAVERS. You, um, they focus on you know making sure you go to bed on time, mm-hmm. you get up. But I get up, my morning routine is get up, go to the gym. While I'm at the gym, I'm listening to a book or a podcast or, you know, business bros. To the business bros. <laughs> um, get home. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. <laughs> it's only like 30 minutes. I only have 30 minutes to work out because oh, I got to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get home. And then um, when I'm home, the hubby's just getting up. So that's my time to pray, write out my affirmations, journaling. They call it scribing. Mm -hmm. And uh, just prepare myself mentally for the day. Yeah. I mean, and that's huge. I mean, this business bro over here is huge on getting your affirmations, getting yourself in the mindset to get going. And as a parent, I mean, just the fact that you could have had a rough night, you could have had, you know, any number of situations with little ones and the importance of getting your mind right before the day started. I mean, it's it sets the tone, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been sick for the past couple of days. And this morning I was using those affirmations just to get myself up and going. But once I did, man, changed my whole day and I've been rocking and rolling and full of energy, even though I'm recovering from a sickness. Yeah. yeah. It works, bro. It speeds it, works. it up. It speeds up the healing. It does. I know it does, yeah. All right, so what happens after affirmations? So then I um, feed the baby, help my hubby with breakfast, get the, the lunch, whatever he's getting ready because he takes my daughter to school mm-hmm. at 6.30. She's in preschool. She's not really in school, but it's like a preschool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he heads to work after that. So it's me and the baby all morning, and then I head into the office. So I get the baby ready. We spend our little one-on-one time. Um, he easily goes right back to sleep. Uh, but then I head into the office. Uh, nine o'clock, 
I'm in the office and um, I already have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday already planned out what I'm doing from 9 to 12 and then from 1 to 4 it has to be super structured uh, otherwise my day gets all blown away I love people with good schedules <laughs> I, I love schedules like I live and die by my calendar yes. if it's not on my calendar it doesn't exist we already said that and I literally have it from you know waking up at 5 30 uh, and doing my 15 minutes of meditation and affirmations and all that good stuff to like uh, seven o'clock tonight is my karaoke night like literally yeah. I, everything in between is planned out even his fun time he knows exactly when he's going to bed he knows exactly when he's getting up i mean everything for him is you know as tight knit it has to be intentional it yeah. really does otherwise yes. you know you're just going day by day yeah 100 yeah things won't get done right mm-hmm. all right so um you know, being in the mortgage industry, that's a tough business to be in. I mean, the competition is fierce, mm-hmm. right? And I'll be honest, it's a, it's a very, a lot of it could be male dominated, Absolutely. right? So what, what's your experience been like so far being in the mortgage industry? Um, I love it. I'm having so much fun. Naturally, I'm a very competitive person anyways, and I grew up kind of a, like a hard ass, you know, tomboyish. Mm-hmm. Uh don't mess with me type, you know? Yeah. So Get I stepped on. What's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. And I'm Polynesian, you know, so everybody's scared of the Samoans and Tongans, <laughs> you know, don't mess with us. Right. <laughs> so, so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so sorry to interrupt, but uh, Jonathan wanted to shout out here. He says, that's my homegirl right there. Future 1% originator. What's what? up, Fisher? My what up? Toco Miko. What? I don't even know what that means, but he knows. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, see, even this business bro doesn't know, but we got invited to uh, Fisher's Booze Over Business, Fisher and uh, Poncho's show. That's amazing. So we're doing that on the 13th, by the way. So I yeah. saw that. That's threw awesome. It on the calendar, so that's coming up here soon. So shout out to Fish and Poncho. Don't get too wasted. No. <laughs> and look, <laughs> if, you know, it's funny because at first he meant, he said it was going to be at 2 o'clock, but we have a 4 o'clock podcast. And I was like, oh, it's going to be tight. Then he sent another message. He's like, can we make it 6? I was like, yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> 6 Perfect. is a lot better. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, future 1%er, you're going to have to tell me about that. Okay. All right. All right. Because 1% originator. 1% originator. Okay. What is that? I mean, there's a million loan officers out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan, I'm like, like, there's very few people that you can click with that have the same mindset as you, mm-hmm. goal driven and just, you know, structured, structured and just, you know, caring about a client. Exactly. Yeah. So I know for a fact that Jonathan is going to be that 1% in, you know, as far as top real estate realtor agents go, real estate oh, agents yeah. go, um, and you are you who you hang out with, you know. Absolutely. And I, yes. same same as me, you yep. know. Yep. Um, I'm only one year into originating full. Um, full time. Yeah, for, since 2008, December 2017 to 2018. Man, full one year. So you spent one year, but you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough one. That's impressive. That that's just kudos to you. That's yeah. amazing, I, dude. And pushing through. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, 
Okay. So humble, so humble. Yeah, no, we, no, we we applaud you and we <laughs> praise you because we know. I mean, I'm sitting here with a cold and like being the biggest baby in the world, but we know that you ladies just rock it like no matter what. Give me some morning sickness. Give me some hormones. Give me, you know, carrying a nine pound baby in my belly. I don't care what you got. Throw it at me. And I can handle it. it. Yeah. You still rock I it. did have a nine pound baby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was not metaphorical. Nine pounds. What a guess. Five ounces. What a guess. Uh, I don't know how I did it. You know, it was the grace of God. I, I, mindset, you know, mindset. I was very fortunate that I didn't get any morning sickness. Um, yeah, like everything was in my favor. All right. Tell me some stories and I want to hear some stories. Tell me about uh, like your recent Facebook post. You had quite a struggle on a file, right? Yes. So tell me a little bit about that struggle. What happened? Uh, okay. So... Uh, you're talking about the one yesterday, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Unless you got a better story. <laughs> <laughs> they have crazy stories every day. Goodness. Uh, but yeah, that's a good story because uh, we were literally supposed to close today uh, on an escrow. A client buying his very first home. And you know, when you're buying your first home, uh, buying a home is emotional anyways. Oh yeah, you it's know? tough. It's a, it's... Whether it's your first, second, third, fourth. But your first one, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. Exciting, stressful, stressful. nerve-wracking, everything. Everything. All in one. Um, but anyways, uh, we came to close and it came to light that the HOA company provided an itemized budget. Uh, it took them forever to provide, by the way, you know. It was a 15, 17-day escrow. Mm -hmm. um, it took them forever to provide and their itemized budget. So this is like a learning lesson for everybody. Anytime you put less than 10% down on a condo, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac requires that the condo uh, become warrantable. And in order for the condo to be warrantable, you have to provide a budget. So every HOA has a budget and their itemized budget has to have at least a 10% reserve, um, you know, set the aside. The HOA has to have the reserve. Correct. Right. Um, and that's not abnormal. Every HOA has a uh, reserve set aside according to the code of homeowners association yeah. for Southern California. Actually, they want to make sure things it's are, they have liquid cash, yeah, liquid cash to fix it. Yeah. To come up. Of course. Uh, so their reserves showed $0. That's not a good way to function. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we know it's not right. right. Like that can't be right. So, um, we called it out to them. They found out that, okay, yeah, we do need to fix it. That was, you know, it was a mistake. Um, and it's just, you know, to, to get to the person who, who's in charge of that, you know, cause there's like yeah. ladders please you hold. have to go through. Please yes. hold. Call please customer hold. service. Please hold. We'll get you to the <laughs> HOA. So there's so many people that you have to go through to get to the person who can actually change it. Um, corporate, corporate. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what the ladder's for. It took like literally, it was like an all day thing and, uh, finally got through to the right people and, they're working on fixing their budget and because it has to be fixed. Yeah. Um, the, unfortunately, the HOA manage, management uh, manager, who would be the person to fix that, uh, blew everybody off. You know, I, I don't know. I think yeah. he knew that something was wrong. Maybe he messed up. and Didn't want to be accountable for it. Exactly. But see, this is one of those stories where, you know, the home buying process, when you look at it from the outside looking in, is a smooth process. I... I find a home, I put an offer in, we negotiate and we close. It's done. 
it's right? Not, but there's it's not so easy. many, and, and this is one of those things, right? That that when you start to value yourself, when you start to present yourself to a client, you these are some of those unique selling propositions where they need to understand there's a lot of hands in this cookie jar. There's a lot of people that are involved in this transaction. I mean, these people in corporate have no real connection to this transaction. I mean, they don't know the buyer. They don't know the seller. They don't know anything about it. But what's going on in the transaction still is applicable to you being able to close. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these these phone calls, the these five hour waits on hold, this digging deeper and deeper and trying to get to the right person. The seller has no idea of the stuff going on. They're just trying to get you to when am I going to close? Right. When am I going to close? Right. And you got to kind of, you know, it's, it's one of those where you need to unplug yourself emotionally from the stress of finding that that one little piece with mr and mrs seller we're working on it and you know they they they're not going to understand so how do you you know how do you present that to a seller how do you or to a buyer how do you tell them look we're working on it this is what's going on we're working on our best interest we were supposed to close today but this and this and this happened you know and and it's it's stressful i mean couple that with you know, I mean, you're not pregnant now, but a couple that with that's one transaction, one story. I'm sure you have multiple stories like that. I mean, how do you, how do you, I mean, you said a little bit on mindset, but how do you take that, take, you know, flip the switch? How do you go from stressful environment to now I need to talk to the client and I need, I can't show the client how stressful this was because they're already stressed about Right, it. right, right. Great question. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> um, You know, I think naturally when you're in a position like myself, you know, and you're stressed out and I try not to be stressed out, but you know, we're human. Yeah. Um, you don't want to stress the other parties involved. So you got to be cool. You got to keep your mind straight and just look at facts and be able to present it just as facts. You know, you're not presenting drama. Mm hmm. Otherwise, it's all going to be drama and everybody's going to be all emotional. So uh, I think the best way for me, like it's communication. You have to have communication. The moment something is wrong, you got to pick up the phone and be able and have the audacity, like the courage to tell someone, hey, I don't have good news, but this is what's happening. Right. And then this is what we're working. This is the solution. Right. And then get them on board to all work towards the common solution. Right. Don't, don't be an ostrich. Don't stick your head in the sand. Exactly. So I had to, I called the buyer. I called, um, so fun fact, Jonathan Fisher is the selling agent. Oh, see, so we're working together already. Ah! (laughs) Um, yeah, it's our clients that we're working on. And I had, I called the listing agent, um, listing agent got the sellers involved. So we're all working together as, you know, for a common result. Yeah, we're like, trying to get this thing closed, yeah. right? We're working together because we all, the seller wants to sell the property. The buyer wants to buy the property. We're just trying to tie up these loose ends. Yes, and it's just being able to provide that communication right away. The moment something comes up, you have to be able to provide communication right away. Otherwise, no communication creates like a negative space. You know, people stress over like, I haven't heard anything, Yeah. you know? You know, it's funny because I'm glad you brought up the communication. Uh, National Association of Realtors did a survey and contacted people who have recently sold, you know, closed transactions. And one of the biggest complaints that they got was my agent didn't communicate with me enough. Right. And, and that's huge. How do you not 
you know, reach out. And I think you're right. I think it has to do with that fear. I don't want to give good news. I, mean, I don't want to give bad news. Yeah. I only want to give good news. But but there's always good days and bad days throughout the transaction. Yeah. And I think I think having you right the the gall to pick up the phone and just give a summary of the day. It's if you present it as bad news, well then yeah, it's gonna be bad news. But if you're just presenting it as this is where we're at, this is what we're doing, the seller and the buyer are gonna be much more appreciative of you because they're not guessing. Mm-hmm. When they when you leave it up to the imagination, it's like this. Um when you watch a scary movie, right? If you think back when you were a kid and you ever watched a scary movie and you were the type of person who covered their eyes when the scene came, you probably were much more scared than if you kept your eyes open. Right. Why? Because when you close your eyes and you didn't actually you see what know. happens, you don't know. Your imagination takes over. Your imagination starts making up you know, what could happen or, or the, the way it should have looked For or sure. what's going on. And the same thing happens with your buyers and sellers. If you don't keep them in the loop, their imagination takes over and they think you're golfing, you're on vacation, you're you're doing everything other than working on the deal that I hired you to work on. Right. And so you look bad by not presenting the information rather than presenting the information and letting the judgment be made on just the progress of where we're right. at. Right. It's just the facts like, you know, I yeah. know that. Yep. Um I think naturally as human beings we just get caught up in our own fears like mm-hmm. you know i we start to paint this picture in our mind if i call them and tell them oh my gosh we're not closing tomorrow they're gonna you know blow up or whatever the fear is i, I love, don't know i love that saying but did you die though right, right. <laughs> i love that one but did you die though <laughs> you called them but did yeah. you die though <laughs> right but i mean seriously what are you afraid of you exactly. didn't die. you're not gonna die this is yeah. just one step in the process and to be successful in this industry you you have to be fearless like the fearless fearless agent agent. look at that (laughs) you cannot be afraid to pick up the phone and deliver bad news good news any news whatever news you know you just just have to do it it's your job yeah i'm pretty sure that's like six shout outs to jonathan i know (laughs) (laughs) so wins that was pretty great (laughs) (laughs) love you jonathan man yeah yeah. he's gonna have to take us out to lunch No, yes, it's it's definitely it's definitely huge. Uh, being able to communicate, having the understanding that it is that vitally important. That just the fact that you pick up the phone, even if you have no news, I think that's one of those things where people just kind of underestimate. I have no news, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk about it at all because there's nothing to say. Well. That's not what your client. You got to put yourself in the perspective of the client. You just right. really have to. Yeah. You would want to know, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine yourself in a waiting room, and you're—I don't know—someone you really care about is in the operating table, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're waiting, and hours and two hours and three hours go by, and you hear nothing. You start thinking the worst, mm-hmm. and they could have just gone in for like tonsil surgery. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You want the update, even if it's. You know what? They're still in surgery. Everything looks good. You know, we're still waiting on or or we're waiting for the surgeon to come out, whatever. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Absolutely. Follow up. Yeah. Don't let the don't let your client's imagination run wild because it'll run in the negative direction because we're all human. Exactly. And I, I personally think it all comes down to integrity. You know, everybody has a definition of integrity, their own definition. But personally, my own definition is doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you're not able to do what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it, you need to I, I have to communicate, hey, you know, 
this is not going to happen because blah, 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 or whatever. But just being able to communicate that. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, my old man, my pops, he has this whole creed. And remind me, I'll give you a bookmark it has the, that has the whole creed about uh, what personal integrity is and he worked on it for a long time it's kind of it's kind of you know it's it's really really good but i had my own personal uh definition too and it was it was doing the right thing when nobody's looking yeah you know what i mean if nobody's paying attention to you you can easily just kind of like get away with it or do something else nobody's nobody's looking yeah nobody sees you but having the integrity means that you do the right thing even when nobody's looking Mm -hmm. even when there's nothing going to happen to you you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do yep and and so now I see why you're going to be one of those one percenters. <laughs> you're going to be the top one percent, right? That's where the production comes in. And honestly, that's what makes you referable, right? If, if you are putting out a good experience for your client, if they know that, look, this stuff that happens behind the scenes, they don't know about because you didn't communicate it to them. But if you're communicating to your client every single day and you're telling them, look, this is what happened on your file. This is what we did. This is this. This is a solution we're f- shooting for. This is how far we got. We expect to have a solution this day. Now they're in contact with you every day. They know how hard you're working for them. They know that the commission that you earned has been earned, not just given. Right. They understand that. And since they, since you've brought them so much value, when the deal closes and they have a friend that needs the same situation, guess who they're going to call? Any. That's right, because she can do <laughs> anymortgage.com. Anytime. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's the experience, right? It's the experience yes. that you're providing. I'm all about experience. Absolutely. Experience, service, um, you know, and you want to make sure that you're getting a, a good deal, too. So. Oh, absolutely. Someone who actually takes the time to crunch some numbers, right? For sure. All right, so we haven't done this in, in a while because... Uh, it's been most of the real estate community, but we got people that listen that aren't really real estate people. So let's say you have somebody who is interested in buying something, right? And they need to get pre-qualified. What's the process? So um, the process right away, you know, because I have a little two two babies, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have a mobile app. So I utilize, I leverage technology with my services. So the services that technology can handle to help speed up the process because I like things really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't? Um, I share my mobile app with them right away so that they can complete a five, 10 minute application. Once the application's done, we set up a time to go through it. I get to know their goals, their dreams. What are they looking to do? What their, you know, what's their timeline? How can I help them? Draw up a goal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that, by the way, putting together goals with people and meeting it. But um, we go through the application. They submit all of their documents. Uh, once their documents are in, what kind of what kind of documents are we looking at? We're looking at so basic documentation to get a pre-approval. You need at least a, th- you know, um, depending on what how you're employed, but your typical uh, W-2 waged employee employee borrower uh, will have 30 days uh, worth of pay stubs, two years W-2s, two years tax returns uh, for the most recent two years that you've filed, uh, the most recent two months worth of bank statements, and a copy of your driver's license so we know it's you that's applying for the loan. And that's pretty basic. Yeah, I like how you said the 30 days of pay stubs because people get paid weekly, people get paid bi-weekly, some people like teachers only get paid once a month. Exactly. So you need the last 30 days pay stub. 
Correct. Okay, cool. So somebody gathers that information with you, they get to upload them into an app, right? Yeah. That's Which cool. Really cool. That's that makes easy. It super easy. Yeah. Snap a picture and upload it. Exactly. And it's built into the app so that when they upload it, it goes directly to their file. Oh, that's yeah. such beauty, right? Because being organized is key. Absolutely. You don't have to go to the Xerox machine, make copies. It's just there. It's so easy. It's like convenient. Nobody, yeah, who faxes anymore? Yeah. You know, I asked a 19 year old who's buying a house. Can you fax it? Can you? You can either fax, email, or um, upload it through the app. What's fax? <laughs> I was laughing. Did he? Much. Did he seriously ask that? Mm, what's a oh fax? Oh my god! It, it's like a female fox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what the facts. Oh, what the facts. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. Just Ignore up, that. Upload it to yeah. the app. You're good. You're good. 19, though. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was his age when we bought our first place. Truth. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Amazing. Step in the right direction. Yes. For sure. <clears throat> Starting early. So documents come in. Yes, documents come in. Um, I have my team submit it to our pre We have a, a pre-approval desk. And um, that way, I, well, a lot, a lot of things happen, but we get the file pre-approved, um, issue a pre-approval letter, schedule a, an appointment to meet with the clients and go through the pre-approval letter. It's super important to me that they understand the entire pre-approval process, mm-hmm. uh, what the pre-approval letter means, um, payments, options, loan options, you know, different ways to structure their loans, and... Um, and then they can literally go out shopping for a house. So let me let me drill down a little bit on the pre-approval because um, <clears throat> we're heading into a buyer's market, mm-hmm. which means we got a lot of buyers who are going to be uh, kind of shopping, really picky. You know, they don't have to buy type position. And so uh, one of the things that that we always talk about when we're coaching agents is make sure that your lender um, pre pre-approves them, so that the only thing we really need to do when they get into escrow is appraise the property. Yes. So when you're talking pre-approval, are you talking like you pull credit, you verify employment, you do all that stuff ahead yeah. of time? Correct. So um, the whole pre-approval, by the way, when I say pre-approval, an a actual underwriter is actually looking at the file. So the underwriter already issues a pre-approved pre-approval with underwriting conditions so that when I sit down with a client, we're already working on those conditions while they're out shopping. And mm-hmm. then when they do get into escrow, we're only subject to escrow conditions, right? Perfect. Which means an appraisal, um, your regular escrow conditions, earnest money and all that stuff in escrow already. Um, if, is that? The yeah, no, that, that's perfect. Yeah. No, because real estate agents out there, by the way, not every lender, not every loan officer is made the same. You might get a pre-qualification letter that says, hey, yeah, we they got money in the bank. Yeah, they're good. Here's a letter. But it's still subject to so many things. Yeah. You're going to see that there's there's subject to's or there's conditions or there's whatever contingencies in their pre-qualification letter that they still need to verify. That's not a loan officer that you want to be working with that hasn't completely done their job. That's kind of the, the shortcut way out. And the problem with that is you can get an escrow and everything looks good and then they don't qualify, right? And then you look like a bad agent because you're working with somebody who didn't do the necessary steps ahead of time. And that's why I wanted to make sure I drilled down. That's why you're going to be a one percenter, by the way. Another reason is <laughs> because you're doing the work ahead of time. It takes a little more, right? Creating that file is is extra work. I mean, you kind of, you know, well, there's other things that happen. You kind of blew by it. But those other things that happen yeah. are still work. 
Yeah. And, and this, this client hasn't even been in escrow yet. They haven't even got to that process of even looking at houses, but you're doing the work ahead of time so that everything that happens going forward is smooth. Yeah. That makes sense? Well, yeah, that <clears throat> makes perfect sense. And that's what allows our clients to be able to put aggressive offers, you know, when we needed them, when mm-hmm. we were in a seller's market, we needed offers that were as good as cash. Right. So we needed offers that can close in eight to 10 days. And that's what helps when the underwriters have already reviewed it. We've already submitted conditions and all that fun stuff pending the appraisal and escrow conditions. See, beautiful. That's how we. That's how we do it. That's how we. Roll. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. <laughs> that's what happens when you go with any mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andy. So we're rounding the bed on time. Thanks, by the way, for all that. Because uh, I was worried about drilling down a little bit with you, but you, you. You played it flawlessly. <laughs> so cool, cool. I threw some little technical stuff at you, yeah. and you just said, here, take that, backhanded it right back at me. So I love it. That's why, hey, Mr. Fisher, you're working with a good one here. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, have you address the uh, Facebook people or the podcast people. How do we get in contact with you if we want to work with one of those one percenters? <laughs> podcast people, you have to work with a one percenter. If you want to save as much money as possible, those are the kind of people you want to hire. Uh, but you can call me, text me, email me, Facebook me. I'm everywhere. What's the phone number? 619-797-6555. And we got your oh. information right down here if you want to point at you it. go, boop. There it is. Down there, down there. Down no, there. No, right there. Right there, right there, right there. Over there, left, right, up, down. No, <laughs> right there. Cool. And then uh, who do you think would be an awesome guest host to be on the podcast with me. I think an awesome guest would be my favorite financial advisor, Tyler Davis. What yeah. up, Tyler? <laughs> Tyler, next on the show. Next on the show. So we got to get him booked up. So here's what's going to happen. Because he's probably not watching the Facebook live. It's a gal. Oh, she? Yes. Oh, ooh. business chicks. That's right. <laughs> All right, so... So I don't know if she's watching. She might not be. If she is, then she's our, we blew our cover. But if she's not, tell her she got <laughs> tagged on the podcast, but don't tell her it's at the end. So she has to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Cool. I will. And then we'll let her know that, hey, we want to get you on the podcast. So uh, once you tag her, let me know when you tag her and then I'll do my thing and get her on the show too. For sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, She'll rock this. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming out, especially being as far as you did. Make sure you drive safe don't uh thanks for having me yeah of course and uh by the way if any of you guys ever do want to be on the show make sure you reach out to me hernan at csfirst.com for any of your insurance needs james at csfirst.com and you can follow us on our social at business bros pod thanks again for being on the show any thank you that's all we got for you guys today peace Peace bye-bye and i'm out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 